0: Yosef oyschu as As we saw yesterday in the Rambam, there's a halucha that a Baruch bochu is not menabe. Hakadosh Baruch bochu doesn't directly communicate only with a person that's a chochom and a novain is by the mere fact of Yosef humbly agreeing that he didn't know how to interpret the dream. Rather, it's the Eibishter that gave him the interpretation. With that humility lies the sod that Pari knows that Yosef must be an extremely wise and clever person. And that's why Kodesh Bochut chose to be Menabe to communicate via Yosef Ha tzadik. Now, Atu Tia Albaisi, you will be in control of my house. Al and according to you, Konami, we will feed the nation. Rak Hakisai Egdal Mimeko, the only difference is that I will have the title. So at this point, Yosef, in a moment, had come out from the deepest dungeons under Egypt, and in Rega Kememre. His entire life changed. In Rega Kememre, he went from being the slave in the pit. So um, delicately described in last week's Parsha. Vayikach Adoina Yosef Oyso, he took him. And he put him in the jail. And there, deep down in the Egyptian dungeon, he spent a big chunk of his life. And suddenly everything changes because Pari has a dream. Yosef is the only one that knows how to interpret it. Yosef comes out from the pit to become the de facto king from the most powerful country on earth at the time. <clears throat> this is a very important message. Rabbi Yuman speaks about. Um, about Zos Hanike. In so many levels, this is one of the most important messages that Rabbi Yitzhak raised today. And this is the message that nobody knows what tomorrow will bring. And we always have to know that no matter how deep in despair a person is, in a single moment, Akodiskofa can turn the tide and raise you to the greatest heights. But he work so that's the way the world works. And now, my dear friends, I want to show you something that Reb, Fischel Kaufmann, yeah, yeah. one of the Hoshevi Igellite from the night year, picked up from a sermon, a lecture, a Shia in Virginia so we say in Matis Yohu about the miracle of hanukkah and as we discuss the miracle of hanukkah we say <laughs> ha-kodesh who gave the mighty into the hands of the weak no difference that kodesh gave the entire powerful kingdom of egypt into the hands of yosef atzadik he didn't even have to throw a single bullet here the same thing when it came to my chashmeinuim, HaKadosh Baruch bochu took the weak chashmeinuim and he empowered them over the mighty empire that was the Greek empire of yesteryear. But then we continue, HaKadosh gave Rabbin biyad Atem, which of course is a miracle, the tiny Jewish nation like a single sheep surrounded by 70 wolves. It didn't happen only in the days of Antiochus, It happened throughout history. We've already discussed that in the Moistia of Chanukah. We don't only mention the miracle of Chanukah. We try to see in the miracle of Chanukah the miracle of all the other miracles that happened throughout the ages. The mere fact that we are still around here today. After every mighty empire, the Romans, the Greeks, the Babylonians, the Assyrians, the Germans... Each and every one of them worked to annihilate us. And yet here we are standing today in shul learning the beautiful Torah on Zoschanik. But then we continue and we say, Temayim who gave the Tumana people into the hands of the Toydiga people. Ereshoim and the evil Biyat came into the hands of the righteous. Ask the Rabbi of Virginia. In the name of one of the great pre-war sages, what is the miracle of giving rishonim biyat Sadiqim? Bishloim saying ki boirim biyat is a miracle. Usually the strong win, and here the weak one. Bishloim rabin biyad maatim. Usually strength is in numbers. The entire human species only strong because of numbers. One human against the lion, the lion wins. 10 humans against the lion, and the lion dies. So strength is always a number. So this was the chiddish of Khanike that the weak and the less numerous won against the strong and the more numerous. But what is the chiddish that HaKadosh Baruch gave Rishoim beYad Tzadikim? Do usually Rishoim win in battle that you're telling me there was a major miracle that the Rishoim fell into the hands of the Tzadikim? And listen to this answer given by a pre-war rabbi. This is a phenomenal answer. In the war, there is the Goisha way of fighting and there's a Giddesha way of fighting. Hamas, supported by the Harvard School of Genocide and Penn School of Antisemitism and Yale and MIT, School of Hatred and Murder. So Hamas and its supporters have no qualms about how they act in war. They will snatch babies out of their mother's hands. And of course, they will have the rest of the disgusting humanity call for a ceasefire, which literally means let's leave the baby in captivity. Ceasefire is a code word is a code word for anti-semites asking that jews should be kept hostage for eternity so there is the way a goy fights A goy has no problem doing these things a yid even when he fights his biggest arch enemy he cannot really do it because a yid is so pure he's so holy that when yanke faces isof Rasha says, says Vayiru Yankiv Rasha says Vayiru he was afraid that Aesov is going to kill him. Vayaitseloy, he was afraid he's going to have to kill Aisov. The Yid doesn't have it within him the ability to kill, even his worst enemy. The Yid is not designed, the Yid is not a killer. As the famous Prime Minister of Srul once said, I may forgive one day the Arabs. For killing the eden i will never forgive the arabs for forcing us to have to kill because a Yid is not a killer on um, the said this great pre-war rabbi such a gewaltiger vote who gave the who are prepared to do all kinds of cruelty into the hands of the righteous eden who fight with such precision because they don't want to inflict harm even on the enemies. So it again creates a lopsided battlefield. On one side you have a disgusting humanity prepared to do anything. On the other side you have a yid who doesn't even have the capacity to hurt a fly. Never mind to hurt another person. And in that lopsided battle, HaKadosh Poruch, who made the reshuim fall into the hands of the tzaddikim this is a miracle and this is the miracle of yidin and i know that many people want to see it as less than miraculous but this is the fact yidin are sensitive yidin are pure yidin cry for every bit of blood that's shed in war not only of their own but even of the enemy yidin don't find comfort in the hurting of others and yet ha'kodesh miraculously made us survive till this day, it's not only Chanekech, In every generation, from the academics, from the presidents of the academies, from the greatest universities in America, till the streets of Gaza, they all out for one thing, for a little bit of Jewish blood, and a little bit of Jewish tears. V'hat HaKodesh Poruch Hu is the only hope. V'haKodesh Poruch Hu ma'acileinu miyodam. Mr. President, Rav Yitzrak, Rav Yitzrak, listen closely. Let's address Rav Afroim too. We have witnessed in the last two months how much the Goy is prepared to spill Jewish blood. We have witnessed them sitting in front of the United States Congress and saying with a smile on their face that calling for Jewish genocide is not that bad. You have to take it into context. You know why you witnessed that? Because we were waiting to see great miracles. HaKadosh tells us you have no idea how many miracles I do with you every day. Do you know that there are so many people that are prepared to Slaughter, murder, maim, and kill Yidin without any cheshbin. And yet it doesn't happen. You know why it doesn't happen? (laughs) And this is how the hand of Akkadish Bokhu works miraculously. The miracles are so abundant that we fail to notice them. Sometimes our eyes open and we start realizing how great the miracle is. So here, once again, we had Yosef, at tzaddik, deep in the dungeon, and in a moment's notice, Hakadosh Baruch Hu miraculously took him up. and now we're going into Pusik Mem Aleph. Vayoyim Yosef. Re'ayn sati oisru al kol eretz Mitzrayim. Yosef now became in control of the entire Mitzrayim. Vayusa paroi es tabatoi ma al yudoi. Vayitain oisru al yad Yosef. Vayalbish oisru big dai shayish. Vayusim revid azurav al tzavurei. Now, being that paroi is paroi. I'm sure that we all question sometime why suddenly they decide to give Yosef all this power. <laughs> doesn't say Paray. It says And Rashi said he made himself as if he was a new king. So Akura Satoiwi didn't have, so why did he make Yosef so powerful? The answer is he knew that it's going to come in him very uneasy days. Then Vaxpa mentioned Vites when people have an abundance and the government comes in and takes everything away because there's going to be a hunger in seven years' time. People don't like when the government does that. Pari doesn't mind giving Yosef that position so that now the Tanus won't come to him, let the Tanus come to Yosef. Instead of people pointing the finger to him, people will have to point the finger to Yosef. So he's giving Yosef this position, not out of the goodness of his heart, but out of his sense way. of trying to self-protect himself. I'm not the one making all these rules. If they have any Tanis, who should you go to? Go to Yosef. But Yosef will learn that when HaKodesh puts you in a position you are there for a reason. Somebody once asked the Lubavitcher Rebbe, if I happen to be in this situation, the Lubavitcher Rebbe said, you never happen to be. HaKadosh Baruch places you in each situation. Yosef will learn that HaKadosh Baruch put him in this situation, and he has a big job, which he has to set up to do and achieve, and we will see in the coming pashas how the story continues to unfold.